Hey guys, what's going on? Pope here. Um, I uh, seem to have misplaced the disclaimer that we normally have on here. So I wanted to do a quick disclaimer before we go into this podcast. Uh, really simply, uh, if it's adult and it's explicit and kids shouldn't be listening to it, it's on this podcast. So if uh, any of that stuff like sex and violence and cussing and all that stuff bothers you, then please feel free to um, turn off this podcast. I won't judge you. I completely understand. Um, we got a lot of love for you guys, and we want you to be safe and, uh, you know, listen to the things that you enjoy rather than the things that hurt you. So um, make sure you're aware of that. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Thanks. I took some hydroxy cut earlier, so um, so I'm kind of like a little bit, you know. I'm kidding. That was like two hours ago. I don't know. Is I'm, it I'm a hydroxy cut, like with the pseudoephedrine in it? It is not. It's the lame new stuff that just has a shit ton of caffeine in it. Oh, it's um, too bad for your heart, man. Dude, I oh dude, I OD'd on hydroxy cut when I was in Iraq. Almost killed me. Good lord. Like I. Yeah, it's like it's like the terrorists. Like they shouldn't even shoot at us. They should just give us hydroxy cut. Like we're soldiers, so like we're just like anything that gives us energy. We're like fuck yeah, give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's like All right. Dale with Keefe Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Macabre Masters. I am of course Pope. And as you, uh, if you're listening on audio, you can't see it obviously, but if you're on video on YouTube or whatever else, you can see it. I'm hanging out with my lovely, beautiful, awesome co-host. That is, of course, original Nick and Zip Hempstress, the macabre Hempstress, Beth. How are y'all doing tonight on this lovely uh, 30th of December? Super tired, but also pretty hyped to be back, honestly. Um, It's been a hot minute, so I'm good. There's been a lot of craziness in the last few months. Um, I'm really sad tonight about Barbara Walters, if I'm being honest. Like, that kind of really bummed me out. Rest in peace to one of the, like, most legendary women to have ever lived. Rest in peace, Barbara Walters. I don't know much of your work, but I knew the name. Mm. Um, and I knew the face. Apparently, she was, like, a rebel in her field. Like, she was, like, gangster. Because, you know, like, it's even they depicted in Stranger Things, like, how females get treated a lot of times in the media. So... Barbara Walters, she's like Oprah, though. She's a boss bitch. You know what I mean? So uh, she got it taken care of. So rest in peace to her. Um, so, guys, today is going to be fun. We're uh, going to talk about a few different things. The first one is we're just going to kind of look back over the last year. The second thing, Spotify does a re- uh, like a rewind type feature or whatever. Fuck Spotify. <laughs> we're just going to do what we want to do. <laughs> then the second thing is that we're going to talk about next year and kind of what we're thinking about. Um, tell all our deepest, darkest fantasies about next year. Um, and then from there, uh, we'll wrap this up and we'll be back the next time we're back. I make no promises. I have learned better uh, <laughs> to make promises. There's actually like uh, when I was doing the quicklet thing a lot. And by, guys, by the way, the reason I stopped doing the quicklet is because it's scripted. It was boring me to death. I, I sound better when I'm scripted, but it's so fucking boring. Yeah. I like being unhinged and just like that kind of thing. So that's why you guys haven't seen them. But in every single one of them, I write in the script. Okay, guys, we'll be back next month with this. We'll be back next month. And then, and then the King Paymon fucks up our recording and we can't get on another one for another month. So that's okay. We're going to be looking better going into 2023. No big deal there. So guys, what I want to ask you first is just real simple. Just um, how do you think the year went? Did you have a good time? What was your favorite episode that you recorded of Macabre Masters? What are you most proud of? What are you least proud of? What's up? What happened? Who wants to go first on that one? <laughs> you know what? I have a favorite, honestly. The glistening <laughs> takes the cake for me. It, it really, it was our, our, our entrance into Macabre Masters as it is after I joined the show. It was really like the most profound moment for me in the macabre masters like beginnings of era for me um and i feel like we did a really good job on that episode i'd also like to say i was particularly proud of our jurassic park episode i thought we did really great there um we did a lot of good content the purge episode was fucking great midsummer was fucking great like so i can't think of any that i really 
was bummed out about except for like when we tried to do the the videos with the watch alongs Mm -hmm. um so not only did we have struggles with youtube and licensing and all that but we kind of didn't really talk about anything we were actually watching most of the time it was just us bullshitting with videos in the background so um i don't know i think maybe we can definitely improve on some things which we've talked about there's going to be some cool new ideas getting tossed around for video and stuff like that in the future so things to look forward to all right and nick i think i also have to say uh the shining was one of our best ones uh it was a great switch uh, a great addition having the pimpstress join. Uh, I, I, I think I'm most disappointed about, uh, technology. <laughs> you, yeah. I spent $1,300 on a laptop and I expect it to work and then it doesn't work. So now I spent, well, I guess I'm spending money. I don't know. My wife got me a fantastic new iPad, the, the pro M2. So that was like, she was like, so do you really want another mini PC to record through your other laptop? And then you want a different webcam. She's like, well, I'm just gonna get you the iPad. <laughs> and it's, it's changed Simple. everything already so far. Um, yeah, that's a great, a great stepping stone for uh, Macabre Masters as a, as a media company. <laughs> I sound like I sound like the boring one of the group, but I think it's going to be really fantastic. I'm going to take over thumbnails because I can draw on this bitch now. Um, I'm going to try my best to edit some videos as well. Get out there. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a fun time. I think I don't. Besides technology, I don't think there's anything I'm really disappointed about. I think we did a pretty good job with what we were handed. I don't think there's been an episode where we've really dropped the ball. I know before um, we've had a few episodes where. Uh, it just, it didn't feel like I personally put my whole self into it. I feel like I kind of, local 58, <laughs> what's local 58, local whatever. Bless yeah. You. I know local 58. I love local 58. I know it was like <laughs> my suggestion, but that, it, we just kept rambling. That episode was terrible. <laughs> it oh was horrible. We had nothing to say. And you know what the funny thing is, is I watched the Spotify rewind and that's our most popular episode. <laughs> 999% of people that have listened to us listen to Local 58. <laughs> I'm telling you, the fandom is fantastic. I love them. But, I mean, I love Local 58. It's just I, there wasn't too much to talk, and I think we just kept going on too long. <laughs> but was yeah, that this year? We should have cut that year? shit in half. I don't remember. I don't know. It was it was a while back. Um, okay, so uh, as, as far as my actually proudest episode that we've done, I actually – Midsommar. Um, and the reason is because midsummer we actually got really deep into the psychology of it mm. and the idea, put it this way, I'm so proud of it that my mom and I were talking yesterday and I brought it up with her because of talking about the philosophy behind you are led to believe that the woman is right in the decision she makes by the end of it. But upon reflection outside of the movie, it's not as quite as morally easy to tell and there's a lot of gray area in there and i thought we really dug into that really well um as far as stuff that like uh bums me out the only thing the only thing is um is uh we haven't done hellraiser yet and that that uh yeah that kills me and uh i watched i watched hellraiser 3 i did it for you guys okay <laughs> you know how like some fucking crazy stalker motherfuckers they like cut their ears off like Van Gogh yeah, yeah. or they like cut fingers off or something like that or just like they like kill somebody's dog. I don't <laughs> I don't know what stalkers do. I've never stalked. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. just guessing here. Escalated <laughs> really quickly. I want to wear your skin. <laughs> yeah, right. Something like that. Maybe they do want I need to, wear to hide my dog? No, what? Uh, I love dogs. Uh, dogs are the greatest. Um, and so my my point here, look, I don't stalk people, okay? I fucking, I'm a normal person who just, you know, somebody tells me no, then that means no, and I go on with my life. Um, but point being, um, I but so, you know, all those stalkers that are out there killing dogs, cutting off ears and fingers, and like fucking doing whatever stalkers do, all they really need to do to prove their love is watch Hellraiser 3. Okay, that's all they got to do. You say to a woman or a man, whatever, whatever you're into, you say, hey, I watched Hellraiser 3 for you. They're going to be like. All the way to the end with the CD throwing Cenobite. 
And you're like, yeah, absolutely. It was totally stupid. Servo motors were going off the whole time. And they're going to be like, okay, I'm leaving my husband or wife, and I'm getting with you. That is oh my gosh. dedication. Okay. <laughs> you have proven you're gangster, and now we are going to have babies that are gangsters. Unless we're a same-sex couple, in which case we're going to adopt babies that are gangsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? Or maybe there's ways. I think there are ways with, like, uh, in vitro. Anyway, I wasn't trying to make a comp- controversial statement. I was trying to be inclusive, and then it ended up sounding stupid. Work with me, guys. Okay? I'm an idiot. Um... Anyway, point being, I really, I, uh, I, I want to do Hellraiser. So, mm-hmm. um, I read the entire comic series, and I um, have, uh, I've watched all the way up until movie three, and uh, I'm ready. I read the books, the novels. I like, I'm, I'm so wow. goddamn ready to talk about. Wow, it. Really dedicated. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, like, I also, please. I also love Hellraiser. Like, I just, I love Clive Barker. I love the world that he built. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out really interesting information about it. Like, for example, a lot of his inspiration for Hellraiser came from when he was a male prostitute, for example. And so that's why a lot of his stuff is like super dark and sex, like sex and darkness are kind of intertwined. It's from that life that he lived before uh, he became the world famous artist that he is today. So um, hashtag can't relate. <laughs> Right. So (laughs) darkness and sex, my two favorite things next to dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See, that's the problem with Pope, man. That's the problem. Uh, I'm like, yo, mental image of like little Pope with like dinosaurs and like BDSM gear, like all playing action figures. They got game masks and shit. Yeah. Nah, that's a, that's the, that's the, that's the paradox. That's the paradox. You and like, Tatiana dress up as dinosaurs, don't you? <laughs> you know, we never have. But I will tell you that Tatiana, she did tell me one day, like we were just talking and she's like, you know, Devin, if you ever want me to put on one of those dinosaur things and I'm like, <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> like, we're going to save that, that for a 20th anniversary. Just just put it back burner. <laughs> Wait, those things are like a hundred dollars each, and we don't have a whole lot of money right now. But uh, one day when we get into when we get into the when we get into it good, like and subscribe, press the bell icon, and leave a five star. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what my what problem YouTube is? That comment. I know you would dress up as a Dilophosaurus. Like I know it, dude. So. Uh, one of my one of the Halloween costumes I really want to do with Tatiana, I haven't had the chance yet, but I want to, is in 1993 when Jurassic Park came out, they came out with a Dilophosaurus mask and claws, and you can still find them on eBay. They're about $100 a piece. And so I wanted her to dress up as the Dilophosaurus <laughs> and wear like green clothes and stuff. And then I was going to be Ned oh with my the God. rain jacket. Because <laughs> I'm fat, so it works, <laughs> right? So like... <laughs> um, I'm just saying, man. Oh, this is what I want it so bad. Put some mud on my face so it looks like the shit that the Dell officer nice put on. Nice Hawaiian t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. See, nobody cares. Getting crazy right? with exactly. the barbasilk. <laughs> Dotson. See, that's the thing is I would carry around a barbasilk. Oh, can. my God. <laughs> Be fucking sick. Be sick. I'm just saying. And that's like just that... a glimpse of what you'll get in Macabre After Dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Patreon. See, because I said Halloween costume. What I meant was sex costume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so so Tatiana, uh, of course, is an artist. And one time, uh, she asked me. She's like, "Hey, Devin, uh, I just want to draw something. Do you want me to draw something for you?" That's the cool thing. You guys ask her for something, you have to pay for it. But I get it for free. <laughs> um, this also applies to sex. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'd probably okay, show her my so, boobs and she would probably give it to me. Don't say that. No questions asked. No questions asked. I'm resigned to the corner in that situation, I think. Okay. With that said, <laughs> with that said, she says, she said, um, do you have uh, any ideas? And I said, yeah. Can you do a Dilophosaurus head? And it says, good girl spit. And, um... <laughs> She did it. Uh, it's somewhere uh, in the archives. Damn. She drew it for me. It was beautiful. Um, we were going to release it as a shirt. Or some underwear. Yeah, I want that on a pair of like, boy brief boxer briefs on the butt. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. It's so fucking cool. Um, I actually got a Dilophosaurus also for Christmas. I got a, like, a, he was like this big and he's like, and I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Anyway, okay. So 
Next question. Next question. I'm interviewing you guys, I guess. So here's the next question. What episodes do you know? Uh, obviously, uh, guys, everybody out there in listener land, you should know that I'm asking this on the spot. There's no preparation. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they take a second or they're not exactly sure, then don't blame them. It's me. It's not you. Okay. With that said, um, Beth, starting with you, are there any episodes that you actually would like to do in 2023? Anything that we missed or anything new that came up that you think would really be really cool to get into? I mean, there was a lot of good stuff that came out this year. Um, like, and a lot of stuff that came out like on streaming networks that didn't reach the theater that I thought was really cool. Um, I am still, you want to know what I'm really, my biggest disappointment. And this again, goes back to what Nick was saying about mechanical failure, but I really still want to put Brightburn out there. Like that was such a good episode. And we went over some really good psychological topics and some really good comic book topics. So like, I would definitely like to consider maybe next summer uh, doing Brightburn again. Like I thought we did a good job and I thought that we had some good content for that. Um, What happened to the Brightburn episode again? Mechanical failure. It didn't record. Hmm. Oh, lame. I remember <laughs> recording that too. I do. It was great. It was good. Damn and then it. when you went back to go check it, you didn't have the recording. And that was when we had already switched over from everybody recording on their own end on Audacity to like, yeah. Right. And then you lost the I remember. recording. Yeah. That was really we were doing lame. a screen. Like, recording and I was and really bummed work. about that. Mm. So, but um, I would like to maybe go do Brightburn again. Um, you know, I feel like we touched on a lot of the topics that we really wanted to, but, um, you know, we wanted to get away from movies. Doing the tarot readings is something that I really would like to do actually soon, you know, kind of do a New Year's uh, tarot reading co- sort of thing. Um, maybe next week when Nick has more time off. I thought that would be a really cool episode that Pope had been begging for mm-hmm. for months to do a divination, divination. episode. Oh. And I that's one of the ones that we kind of skipped over. So I think we should do that one soon, like to kind of guide us into the new year with what Macabre Masters should be focusing on. Sounds good to me, um, obviously, because uh, I've been rallying for that <laughs> one for a while. And then I can do I Ching readings too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's good. And Nick can do whatever he wants. Whatever. To. I, don't I don't know. If somebody in Listenerland wants leaves. to Patreon, some loose oh, leaf yeah. tea leaves. Right. I got some tea right. leaf reading. I have stuff. loose leaf tea. I can just I can do tea reading. <laughs> All right, there we go. We're gonna get tea readings up in that sucker. Troll- and it's not gonna have conflicting that. information, and we're gonna act like Christians and just cherry pick the information we want. Okay, so <laughs> wait, Nick. I'm sorry. That was oh, not meant the... as a jab against you. Uh, uh, my bad. That oh. was. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. Okay, <laughs> work with you can me. Say Republicans too. It doesn't have to be Christians. Okay, that's true. Um, <laughs> People in politics too. I I definitely don't want to be controversial politicians. here. Um, uh, yeah, politicians. Um, CNN so with news. That, you know, <laughs> we're gonna get <laughs> get demonetized by all the news networks. <laughs> Hopefully, Fox News hey, is gonna yo, bust on my door, followed by CNN. Only famous people have real haters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is that if Tucker Carlson ever sees them, him and Joe Rogan can both show up at my doorstep, and I will bitch slap both of y'all. <laughs> I will give you the best Are backhand you? you've ever gotten in your life. Even your wife can't match it. Okay. I just saw you and Jeff Joe Rogan all celebrity deathmatch claymation style, Gosh. like going at it with Tatiana as the Dilophosaurus as the like car girl going around the ring in some heels. That was so great in my head. I tag team her in and she spit him in the face. Joe Rogan's like, oh yeah, I like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing nothing against people like getting that stuff in their face. That's all good. Like, listen, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to look. I have one commandment in Pope land and it is don't yuck other people's yums. OK, that is that is it. So, um, yes, I hereby challenge. That's the rule. That is that is a good rule. Um, I hereby challenge Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson to a celebrity death match. And if you think I am not a celebrity, then doing this death match will make me a celebrity. So yeah, uh, help yeah. a boy out, right? Okay. Uh, Nick, what about you, man? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I, I liked the idea of the... I, for people who don't know, I tried to do a folklore from across the United States. I had a lot of fun researching it, but when it was just like uh, Pope was saying about his... Did you say it on here? Was it before we recorded? Where you tried to do your... Uh, you did your... 
uh, your solo episodes and it just, they're scripted and it wasn't as fun. And I feel like that yeah, was, that, no, that was, I recorded one episode and I was just having such a hard time recording them. And I got these, my neighbors got these stupid dogs. <laughs> I love, I love my own creatures, but like neighbors, creatures who don't stop barking at any slight noise. I'm like, all right, come on. I'm trying to do something here, but they don't know. So you're saying your neighbors need to get a stalker is what you're saying. <laughs> 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 oh my god that was fucking dark so it's, it's, okay. it was really hard to record it, I don't know I just rambled through the whole thing I kept messing up so I like <laughs> I don't know I would like to do I think we did I wasn't in that one where it was like uh, cryptids but uh, urban legends maybe we could like do a retouch on that um, maybe we don't go through the whole United States I don't think we have time for that maybe like more cryptids more stuff like that more folklore um Stuff like that. I don't think we should stick to just movies. As much as I, I like doing movies, it's a pretty easy one to down. It was like an hour and a half, two hours of my time, and then recording it. Uh, I think it's a challenge to do other stuff, and I would like to challenge myself to do more interesting things. Because, I mean, I could, read, I could watch a movie all day long, but I think doing the research and stuff would challenge me, and I like that. It's, it's also helpful. Like... um. Mm. Take The Omen, right? Hmm. The Omen is really helpful if you watch the movie and you review it afterwards with context on what's actually in Revelations. Um, like, I know that you have. And um, I'm, and so, like, that's a really helpful thing to have. It's why I actually, myself, like, not saying what anybody else should do, but me, myself, I read about a new thing that I'm interested in or curious about every single day. And um, that's why. Cause I, cause you can connect it in mm -hmm. and kind of make it make sense. So then the omen isn't just an interesting movie, but it's also an interesting uh, reflection of popular culture as it comes to the apocalypse. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you can even do it with other stuff. I mean, Norse mythology and God of war, what's the differences between Ragnarok? If you know, if you know Norse mythology, for example, when Loki meets that girl halfway through Ragnarok, you know that that's destined to be his wife. And they're going to have kids that are considered monsters, right? You know the plot. You know the plot before it happens because of that, right? So mm. it's good to know that stuff. But not everybody has time to sit around reading fucking books all day. So and that's why that this episode is, is sponsored, is sponsored by Audible. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Audible. I'm just kidding. I'm just Dude, kidding. I would <laughs> listen. Listen, I, I, since I've been shouting out, uh, well, I was going to say celebrities. And then I remembered I was talking about Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson. Um, <laughs> Since I've been shouting out known media personalities the entire time, I just want to say, Jeff Bezos, listen, bro, if you got curiosities that you're curious about but you're ashamed of, <laughs> call me. Give me an audio audible sponsor sponsorship. I'll let you try anything you want. Just once. Okay? <laughs> once Any per second item. occurrence is gonna is gonna cost you it's gonna cost you a million or two, okay? But <laughs> I'll let you go once for an audible sponsorship. Um but uh, no. So um, as far as as far as stuff that I want to touch on, um, I want to do divination. I want to do Hellraiser. Um, there is um a lot of I think that some of the best horror work and the best scary work is actually Japanese, and I'd like to go mm. into Japanese horror because it's got an entirely different vibe. Obviously, we touched on it with the Ring. And um, the Grudge as well, but and the Grudge as well, but. There is so much Japanese horror that is just, it's just jarringly scary. And American horror these days doesn't really tend to really be, I mean, uh, for me it's hereditary, but what's the last movie that like really fucking just ripped your face off with how much it scared you? Yeah. Because hereditary is the only one I can think of in the modern day. Right? Yeah. For me. You know? And so, but Japanese horror, it's, it's visceral in a different way. And I think they really tapped into like what really scares people in in that culture. And um, like you got the white face geisha girl or whatever. Well, I think geisha girls might be Chinese, but you got the you got the white face, like black teeth, because back in the day, like their their women had black teeth. It was a fashion thing. And you got them crawling up the walls and shit. That's so creepy, dude. I'm sorry. Like, that is weird. They got it. They got it all under control. They're fucking awesome. Listen, everybody out there, Japanese descent, like I, 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 
I love Bushido. I love Japanese horror. And I like anime. I don't love it, but I like it. Some <laughs> anime is really good. Um, some anime is also garbage. Um, like My Hero Academia. Uh, absolute fucking garbage. Terrible oh, show. Oh, Morgan's going to fight you? That's like her favorite. I'm I sorry, Morgan. I don't watch anime, four. so I can't speak on it. Here's the thing about being a kid. Kids have shitty taste. They, but facts. It is. It's facts. Now, listen, I like when I was a kid, I like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? I went and also, by the way, rest in peace, Jason Frank, who recently died. He was the Green Ranger and later the White Ranger. He uh, unfortunately um, committed suicide a few weeks ago. Um, oh, is that how he him. died? That's sad. Now I feel yeah. bad about the picture I'm about to show you. Oh. Yeah, he unfortunately, um, that happened. So, um, but I went back and watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as an adult, and it's flat out garbage. Oh, dang, I was it about to start Power Rangers. garbage. It is garbage. Now, now, here's the thing, is the monster fight sections are really good, and the reason is because they're taken from a Japanese show called Super Sentai yeah. something. Super Sentai Rangers mm. is what it's called. Oh no, you can't see it. I have to I'm gonna send this to you because now that you mentioned it, I meant to send it to you a while ago. Cool. But um but uh so but the American, like the part with like the American kids like doing like the, the American kids, I'm using bunny ears for our audio <laughs> listeners. All right. They're like like they have like teenage problems, like they're getting bullied by like bulk and skull and shit. Lame, weak, terrible. <laughs> Ivan Ooze, worst villain in history. Okay. They suck, but I loved it as a kid. Mm. I adored it as a kid. I wanted to be the Blue Ranger as a kid, right? He was a oh, dork you would have been that a cool Billy. So was I, <laughs> huh? You would have been a great Billy. I think so. I think I still today would be a great Billy. Um, but I uh, had his yeah, action so. figure. Like I was on I the road with my grandparents on a road trip when the Mike Morphin Power Ranger like toys were at McDonald's from the original show. And like I had the pink one and the yellow one and the blue one. Those are my favorite toys for like ever. Uh, the Thanks. ones I, I just had, had to that share I... that childhood nostalgia. There you go. Right there. Um, I, <laughs> hey, what's you guys' favorite toy that you got from a McDonald's or Burger King Happy Meal growing up? Huh. Ooh. I'm going to be honest. My aunt and uncle used to be franchisees, so I kind of just, they just had a bunch of toys all over the place. I never really got them from the actual kids meal because um, we didn't go to McDonald's growing up. <laughs> so I don't even remember any of the toys because, I don't know, I didn't eat at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, okay. You're too cool for that. All right. No, cool. we just were so no. poor, we just ate at home. <laughs> My aunt worked at Burger King, so it's not McDonald's. My favorite McDonald's toys, I was always really happy when the Barbies came out every year. So, but like, um, I didn't get a lot of McDonald's toys, but I think my favorite like Happy Meal or Kids Meal toy that I ever got is one year for Christmas, my aunt gave me all of the gold, 14 karat gold plastic cased Pokemon cards that Burger King was giving out. And I still have that whole collection the somewhere. Shit. My parents have been safe. So they're not worth anything, but like, you know. They're so cool. They're so cool piece of history. So I had the full yeah. collection of Disney cups. Those were pretty Damn. dope too. Hell yeah. I um, got the goofy ass mine... new ones. <laughs> the adult Happy Meal that was like 10 bucks each. <laughs> we got those. They look, oh Jesus. They look stupid. <laughs> you can sell them at a fat profit by the way. They're going on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Oh shit. Well I mean I opened it. Still. Oh. Fucking go, yeah, go to eBay and find out after you record this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Stop right Thank now. You. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm getting paid, bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, for me, McDonald's, they released a Happy Meal toys that were food items. So it was like it was like little French fry, a little French fry toy. Mm. And I loved it when I was a kid. I loved that French fry toy. I don't know why. I just did. It just really. Uh, yes, Beth? No, I was just thinking of like a toy that I got as a little kid from a fast food restaurant. It was Pizza Hut when the Land Before Time came out. I had the full collection of all the Land Before Time Pam puppets. 
that Hell was probably yeah. like, but, but I was little, little, like that's when I was like three or four or something like that. But those are my favorite. I played those for years. We got, um, my favorite from Burger King is actually very predictable. In 1997, The Lost World Jurassic Park came out, and they came out in Burger King with a whole set of watches. Four different I remember uh, Lost those. World watches. Hmm. Well, guess what? You were the uh, cool Braylon? kid if you had those, too. I did. I had the Raptor one growing up, and I have the Raptor one that now. That was the and one. I it occasionally. Yeah. But I don't have the full set. And my friend Braylon, for Christmas, decided he was going to take it upon himself to get it for me. So he went on eBay and he grabbed me the full set of uh, Lost World toys from uh, Burger King. It hasn't come in yet. Oh, but, that's uh, dope. I'm stoked. I'm really stoked to have the full collection. Shout out to so, Braylon. Good looking out, homie. Yeah, what up, Braylon? <laughs> uh, so that's cool. But um, I don't know. Okay, so uh, let me ask you uh, kind of one last question and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We didn't want this to be a long thing. Um, so what is the movie or art piece or whatever else that scared you the most this year? Like what really tore you up? And it might've been just a, like a thing like, um, that was, it doesn't have to be something that psychologically scarred you, right? Just something that kind of bothered you, disturbed you a little bit this year. That's not reality. Cause there's way too much shit yeah, happening yeah. in reality. I'm talking <laughs> about fiction here. I'm like, I instantly <clears throat> went to the embalming lab. Like I had to like, redirect my head real quick um i don't know i think um i mean part of the reason we didn't record for a very long time and it may be a little bit i don't know i don't think it's too personal but the most macabre thing that started off this whole thing that tore me up was there was a lot of death in my family this year like a ton and a lot more stuff happening to where people are almost about to go um First and foremost, uh, our cat Twinkle passed away tragically, like out of nowhere. We we thought, oh, she's just a little silly girl. She got something in her stomach. Then it turned into, well, now she can't go to the to potty. Um, and then her organs shut down and she had to be, she wasn't going to make it to the morning. And then right after that, as her morning Twinkle, Sarah's grandmother passed away. It, and it wasn't, we could see that one coming, but it was also very sad and tragic and then right after that my grandpa has dementia and it's getting worse um and then as this he's getting worse my grandma has a massive blood pressure spike and her doctor said your heart is extremely enlarged and that means she probably doesn't have much left and i'm like how much more can i take honestly um i think just the reality of life and death is just it that's the most macabre thing that's happened to me this year is like, I think it just all came at once. And I think that was the most macabre thing is like death doesn't really care. Like your schedule, death and illness don't care about your schedule. They don't care. It doesn't care that I got plans. It doesn't care that macabre masters is trying to record death is there and he's going to ruin your, pro uh, your projects. And it's a, it's it's kind of humbling. It's a reality that uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter if you're Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, or Bill Gates, or some homeless guy on the side of the street, or a really poor person, we all collectively will pass away. And that is an eventuality and a reality that we all share. And it's humbling to me. Uh, I know that's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true and it's a reality no matter your faith no matter your religion no matter anything at the end of the day we all do pass away and it is something that has hit me very hard recently <laughs> no i get Way that to bring it down i can, I can <laughs> agree with that no not like at all the like, that's why i went into the 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 field of work that i'm going into you know is because death is that equalizer that it doesn't really matter what you did in life like we're all going to die mm. you know um so i can i can definitely dig that after my embalming labs and actually getting to experience death care hands-on for a little bit this year um that that's really heavy you know but it's it is a reality and i can definitely relate to that um i think for the show I think the heaviest thing that I really, that we, I did this 
last year was when I did the purge and I watched all of the purge movies and the whole series. Um, that was a lot because there's just so much psychologically that is happening in our society and the social construct that we all take part in and social contracts that we all take part in and looking at how, um, you know, from where we grew up when we were little, like in the nineties and stuff, at least for, for Pope and I, um, it's a very different world technologically speaking and socially speaking and and how people interact with each other. Um, And uh, I think the purge was really a very kind of emotionally introspective on how I feel about my role in society and what kind of um, person I would be in that type of circumstance. You know, Um, that was really, really heavy for me this year as far as the stuff we recorded. Um, you know, and then like, there were some things that were just kind of overwhelming in life happening through the last few months in general for all of us, um, that have made sort of this, as we go into the winter season, um, very introspective, you know, and who I want future me to be, you know, and what does, uh, that look like in regards to what kind of commitment am I going to be able to make to my career and, and the, the changes that have happened in my family and stuff like that in the last few months, um, you know, that kind of went along with some of the stuff that we did research this year um, for recordings and things like that. Um, I think that it's really cool, honestly, that joining the podcast with you guys was really that it was very powerful in my life being able to kind of go along the last year's ride with you guys. Like I think we all got together and finally started recording around what, like May, April, maybe somewhere in there. So we've been around with each other for a lot now. Um, and there was a lot of points where what we were recording about or what we were talking about was kind of directly or indirectly related to stuff that was going on in our lives at the time too. Um, and I think I'm the most proud of and the most excited about, um, how close we've gotten as a cast together. Um, we don't just record and this isn't the only time we talk, like we have actual friendships with one another, um, and a lot of ideas to help build, and make everything better. Um, and we have a lot to be proud of. I think it is the biggest thing that I want to take away from this last year is I never thought I would be in a podcast. Pope had been trying to get me to do it for a year by the time we started talking about it. And then we put the podcast we had talked about on the shelf and he was like, Hey, well, do you want to maybe come check out Macabre Masters with us? And it, I was dubious at first. I didn't think it was going to be something that I would really fall in love with. And honestly I have, and I'm really honored to be working with you guys and for the future of everything that we've kind of set up a foundation for so far. Damn. Yeah. Oh, Nick's blushing. That's so cute. Pope was like, not the real world. I was like, what do we do in the, Oh wait, (laughs) I don't control you guys. I don't own you guys. Say what you want. The most macabre thing that happened to me this year, because there's no way I can follow that up, is I looked into uh, the mirror and saw gray in my beard for the first time. So there you go. Um, All right. So we're going to close this out. Um, But before we do it, guys, last episode of the year, give your shout outs. Who are your shout outs for the for for 2022? I think uh, first and foremost is the listeners. Absolutely a big shout out to anyone who's going to do any episode for any length of time. Uh, whether you clicked on it and left, which I don't like you now, but <laughs> whether you clicked on it and left or listened to the whole thing. We're not and, friends. And listen to two or three in a row. Uh, next is you two, obviously. I mean, we've been on a wild ride uh, through real life and uh, in the podcast space. And then thirdly, but most importantly to me, is my wife who got me this lovely iPad and has been here supporting me. And um, I guess shout out to the family who's gotten me audio equipment without asking what it's for and just going like, here you go. You wanted headphones. There you go. <laughs> I hope that they do listen and they're like, Hey, you should, you guys should tone it down a little bit. Cause that's what always happens when my parents check out some of my stuff <laughs> and my family. They're like, what's up with you? And it's like, Listen, hey, I y'all raised me. I don't fucking listen. I, I hold no accountability for any of this. You know what you did. <laughs> this is your fault. Okay, you made me. 
I'm like lemon grab, right? From, oh my from, God. from uh, Adventure Time. You know, he's like, you made me like this. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> all right, Beth, what's your shout outs go? Um, shout out to my family. Of course, we've been through a lot of crazy stuff this year. Um, and to anybody that's still listening to us talk shit, like we appreciate you very much. Uh, we hope to bring you more shit talking and witty banter in the very near future. Um, a big shout out to you guys. I'm a different person for knowing you and I really appreciate your existence in my life. I am better for knowing you and for having joined this podcast with you guys. And I'm really thankful that you guys brought me on. Um, it's, it's been an amazing thing so far and it really is just a great morale boost. It's great for the mental health to sit and bullshit with you guys, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's bad synopsis of movies or it's, you know, really in-depth religious philosophical conversations. Um, you know, it, it, it's been fun and it is going to continue to be fun. There's a lot of amazing ideas that we've been tossing around, you know, and you guys, uh, as soon as you guys are closer in vicinity together, you know, I'm going to be the oddball out here over in the mountains while you guys are living that coastal life on the other side of the country. Um, you know, but we have, we have a lot of progress and I see big things happening for us and I see the potential for a lot of cool stuff because there's people that are out there that actually want to hear us talk and that is just an amazing thing <laughs> to me. It's kind of cool when it, when it kind of gets through your head. You're like, yeah, yeah. oh wait, I'm not just talking air, like people actually listen to this. And then you're like, why do people listen to this again? <laughs> like, yeah, well, totally, like, all the time. You could li- you could be listening to Joe Rogan oh right now. Uh, actually, wait a second. No, okay, keep listening to. Us. Almost said like right. you could be um, listening to Andrew. Stay Tate, where you are. Uh, Andrew Tate's in jail. <laughs> at the time of this Bro. recording, at the time of this recording, I'm sure so that'll happen. Um, you could you could be listening to a lot of people. So okay, I'll say this: you could be listening to Stephen Fry, but instead you chose to listen. to Yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, go listen to Stephen Fry also when you're done with this one after you've left us a five star review. Um. <laughs> And like to subscribe and whatever else YouTubers are saying these days. Um, okay, so um, as far as my shout outs go, um, okay, I'm going to keep it simple. Um, so, of course, shout out to you guys. Um, I don't want to try to do one-upsmanships on your heart, on your heartfelt statements. I'll just say that I feel the same way and ditto. Um, and then, uh, of course, a little heart. Little heart okay. That looks more like a weird distorted butt, but okay. Oh. Uh, hey, is this is this anything? It's like a you throwing signs at me right now. It's like Illuminati <laughs> love, uh, right? This is like clown love, right? Like, like that. Um, clown love, <laughs> clown love. Um, so uh, so there's uh, there's that. Uh, shout out to my wife, of course, who um, actually after my uh, after I mentioned on a podcast that she doesn't listen to my podcast, she actually went back and listened to Macabre Masters. <laughs> Um, so shout out to her if she ever dips back into it. Um, hi, Tatiana. Yeah. Hi, Tatiana. What up, girl? <laughs> I hope you're look- looking forward to the new episode coming out, uh, whenever it comes out. Um, and then, um, I also want to give a shout out to, um, anybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. Um, we don't do this for monetary stuff. Like we, we get, we're, we're just sinking money into it. We haven't made shit off of it. So uh, obviously there's some kind of integrity. Put more in money this. in than getting out. <laughs> Olivia says, you know, subscribe to our yeah, Patreon yeah. so she can get better cat food. You do it for the pets. <laughs> Baphomet's not here, but if he were, he would say, uh, he would say, we don't have a Patreon yet, but we need to make one. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, do those iPads. And then, <laughs> The last, um, the last shout out I want to give is, um, I want to give a shout out to, um, this year for me has been very difficult for mental health reasons. Um, and I'm very, very lucky to have a support system that has looked out for me, not only a therapist, but also Beth, who has been a never ending resource as far as that stuff goes. Uh, my friend Braylon, who occasionally texts me to check up on my mental health, uh, outside of our normal conversations, my wife, who's always there. Um, just like people who, you know, help me stay sane and help me keep my head on straight. Um, it's hard, man. It's been a hard year for a lot of different reasons. And, um, I just appreciate everybody in my life, um, because I don't waste time on people who suck. Um, so with that said, 
Guys, we will be back as soon as humanly possible. We're hoping to record maybe next week, but no promises. Um, and aside from that, much love. We hope you have the most beautiful and awesome of New Year's and um, the most beautiful and awesome of 2023s. And we look forward to serving all of your macabre needs and your Rule 34 needs um, <laughs> going into the new year. Listen, when are we going to have some Cobb Masters Rule 34? Can somebody get on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I know that might sound weird. I don't know. Like, listen, guys, I, I don't know, okay? <laughs> just just make sure that the drawing of me has guy liner, okay? Yeah, then, yeah. Everything, then it's okay. Then we're all right, all right? We're cool. All right, that's the only way to justify All I'm saying is okay? I'm not making a macabre mistress or pimpstress only fans until we get to like 500 subscribers. There right, you go. So if you, you want to see... If you want to see her OnlyFans, we need 500 subscribers. She didn't say what service, yeah, so yeah. we're just going to assume all of them. Um, <laughs> all right, that is cross-promotion. Right, cross-promotion 101. Okay? So um, that's that's great. Actually, I will say that, that like having Beth come in and having like the feminine touch on this whole thing. Also, Beth, I don't know if you guys know this, but... Um, the the disclaimer that we put on front of the podcast is that it was actually Beth's idea yeah. because um she's like sensitive to people's needs as far as like their mental health and stuff. She's super into yeah, that. Yeah, no, she's like nice or whatever. And I, I'm she selling out. Like, I'm selling what out. What the fuck are you guys she, saying she about cares me? <laughs> no, Slender. no, like, that that's that's nice. That's a good thing. That's a compliment. Um, <laughs> not my black little heart is cold as ice. Okay, I don't like okay, anybody. If that's the public persona you want to give off, that's fine. But you're actually one of the warmest people I've ever met. So deal with it. Um, so, uh, but she, but having her actually bring her touch into this whole thing and like make it more human in a lot of ways, I think has been incredibly beneficial to the podcast. So uh, shout out to, of course, to Beth and shout out to Nick, who uh, is just, uh, Nick is a dear friend. Like, he's great. And I cannot freaking wait. Guys, I called my mom when Nick told me he was moving to Chattanooga. Yeah. I called my fucking mom. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, my podcast co-host is moving to Chattanooga. And she was like, and? <laughs> I was like, what do you know about anything? He's my friend. We're going to record together in the same room. We're going to go out and hang out. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go hang out like humans hang out. Can you believe it? In one place. Before we start recording here, Nick's like, dude, I know this sick bookstore. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I don't need rule 34. Bookstores are my jam. Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, so there's else. a lot of. <laughs> I told everyone I was moving back and they're like, oh, so now you'll be really close. To <laughs> now you don't have to drive so far. Yeah. Yeah. Going back home is going to be crazy. What we're going to do with Beth, though, is we're going to do something fun with Beth. We're going to do like they did in that South Park episode where you fucking, uh, where they were, uh, they had the little robot with the iPad oh, mounted yes, on it. Yes, yeah. And it was just her head. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to do with Beth. Yeah. This is going to be her iPad around, mounted with us. around the office. <laughs> hey, listen, if we get to 10,000 subscribers on every channel that we're on, even the obscure ones, Beth will move out to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000. Oh, no. What? It's, oh, no. it's still cold here. You like the cold with your <laughs> Colorado stuff. You know, you know what? I don't like bugs the size of my dog. Okay, maybe not. True. Maybe not. That is true. <laughs> the South ain't for you if you don't like big bugs. My whole oh, family my God, is from Florida, North Carolina. Mosquitoes, like I've been to roaches. Florida. I've been mm -mm. to St. Augustine. And like, no, there's, there's no way. There's no <laughs> effing way. There's. I'll visit. There's mountains here. I love you guys. I'll be living in the mountains. No, there's fucking yeah, not. It's the Appalachian. There are not mountains it's the there. Appalachian. The, what's the tallest Appalachian mountain? Mountain. It's right. It's actually in Tennessee. It is. Well, I mean, it might be North Carolina, but it's the Smoky Mountains. It's Clingman's Dome, and it's about three hours from Chattanooga. It's not that far. And the how tall that is that mountain? That off the top of your head is awesome. I've climbed it. <laughs> I climbed it. It was pretty cool. I think it's only like. I'm. I think it's like four thousand to six thousand feet. Actually, let me look. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Uh, Denver is at five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. I live at almost ten thousand right, feet. It's, it's, we have fourteen. Well, guys, we started doing this episode. I had no idea we we're gonna get into a geographic dick swinging contest. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm from. Listen, <laughs> your mouth. I have. Are cute. I have 
personally been to the Alps. Personally right. been to the Alps. Okay, there we go. I have seen them in person, been there, been to Switzerland. All right. Listen, Trojan man ain't got shit on me. My dick is swinging. Okay, let's go. All right, mountains. Mountains are cool. All right, all right. Right. There you go. Dick's delicate ears. I've said I'm everything I said, right but now. then I say dick swinging, and Nick's like, oh, oh, I'm checking out. Fuck this. I mean, I can't. Um, I can't compete. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do. I see. That's what we should do when we're all multimillionaires. We should all move to Switzerland. Um, okay. <laughs> and and go hang out in the Alps because the Alps are beautiful. That's a great place. I don't know. So I know we're trying there, to leave, there... but I have a question. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Of course, I I never shut up. Interrupting me is the best policy. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we never talked about our New Year's resolutions. Oh God, we didn't. I don't have one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm already the weight I want to be, so I don't have to lie about that one and break it. I'm at 205. I'm going to keep it that way. Uh, what could be less mean? <laughs> so mean at work. <laughs> Maybe start less revolutions. I don't know. Every time I, every right. time I talk, I start a revolution at work. <laughs> <laughs> the working man. Uh <laughs> Uh, oh, no, I don't really okay, have... uh, my New Year's resolution is to lie, cheat, and steal. Okay, and of course that's uh that's lie with my beautiful, lovely wife. Cheat, death, and steal hearts. This guy, this right? guy. <laughs> is that a Family Guy reference? <laughs> I hope so. I fucking hope. No, it's it's like an old Viking or saying okay, or okay, something okay. like yeah, that. Yeah, is yeah. like an old toast or something mm-hmm. like that that they used to do back in the day. I think they had a better term for a lie, but that's the first one I could come up with. It wasn't actually just fucking lying. Um, I lie to you guys every day, though. I lie to the listener every single time we get on here because I act like I actually have a personality. Um, so it's all fake. I got the personality of Chris Pratt. Okay, oh Like if you hang out with me at my house, I might as well be a cardboard cutout. Oh all right. <laughs> You walk up, you're like, hey, Pope, what's going on today? And I look up from my 1930s Weird Tales magazine book, and I'm like, I'm reading. And slowly pets his velociraptor. <laughs> he removes his pince-nose glasses. <laughs> pince-nay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the ponze, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the little Morpheus the glasses. Ponze, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I remove my monocle also. I have one under the ponze. <laughs> <laughs> how does that why do people even have monocles how does that even work when you're looking at something you're just like dude i've been trying to figure that shit out since i was a kid okay ever since cinderella <laughs> the monopoly yeah. man man mr peanut how the fuck does mr peanut hold his monocle in place monopoly man does not have a monocle that's some mandela effect shit he sure the fuck you see bro <laughs> It is definitely Mandela effects yeah, yeah. because he doesn't. I blame I blame Ace Ventura actually because in Ace Ventura when the guy comes down with the monocle on yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. "Hey, look, it's the Monopoly Man." But um, he didn't have a monocle. He, he's never had a monocle. Your mom has Uncle a monocle. Bags, not a monocle user. He should be, but he's not. He's not rich enough. You know, for that maybe yet. it's because of Scrooge McDuck, and we just convinced ourselves that like Scrooge McDuck and the Monopoly Man were the same person. They're in cahoots. Somebody call QA. I love that word. Oh <laughs> uh, you know so my favorite. I think, um... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know a word I really I heard recently that I really like? Um copacetic. Copacetic yes, is such a good word. word. All right. Um copacetic, of course, meaning uh good or awesome or working together really well. Uh, the macabre masters crew, we worked our work together is real copacetic. Mm. Um, it's just a really long ass, smart ass way of saying, um, good. It's like facetious for sarcasm. I'm being facetious. Even these days, even using the term facetious is facetious because nobody knows what the fuck it means. So I've had that problem my whole life, like, because I've always had a good vocabulary where I didn't realize that having a good vocabulary just innately made you pretentious to everybody else. Because I didn't realize that, like, other people weren't taught words, you know, Mm -hmm. like, or, like, didn't read the dictionary for fun when they were kids like I did. So, like, I get that. 
Cause like, oh, do what I used to, I used to practice my cursive writing the dictionary for fun, but I was an only child, right? Like I had nothing better to fucking do. So like I found she could keep myself entertained fucking, um, but like, those are some like million dollar words, man. Facetious is one of my favorites. My favorite billion dollar word is resplendent. I love that word. (laughs) Don't ask me anymore. The muse is funny. Um, used to I'm trying to time. think about you busted out a word on me a few months ago, Pope, and I was like, "Whoa, that was a good one." I can't even remember what it was now. It started with a D. I remember that much, but I don't remember what the word was. But you, this is one of the things I love about you guys is that there's challenging. <laughs> like I actually feel like I had to go look up the fucking word. Do you know the last time I had to look <laughs> up a word was like? You challenge yourself not to beat us. <laughs> Just the patience. <laughs> So I think my New Year's resolution um, is to commit to having a more defined schedule in my life, which is like pretty much my resolution every year, but um, to do better in school before my boards this next summer and to be able to commit to um, spending more time, mindful time with my family and not just kind of hanging out, watching TV or doing whatever, but to also commit to having a certain set amount of time every week to hanging out with you guys and recording and actually like pushing through even the bad days where I don't feel good or, or whatever. Um, you know, just on my end, like to kind of take some accountability and responsibility. Cause I love recording with you guys and I really hate that we haven't for the last couple of months. Like I know we've all kind of yeah. had that itch or whatnot. Um, but I would think that that's probably my new year's resolution is to actually commit to spending more time with you guys on a more scheduled basis. Um, you know, where we actually have an allotted time out, whether it's every week or every other week or, or whatever, where we actually have more of a solid schedule to work with each other. It's pretty good. That's a good one. That's a real good one. I like it. Now we're gonna very copacetic. (laughs) Very copacetic. I find the whole idea resplendent. Um, Very colorful. And I promise I'm not being facetious. Um, Uh, All right, all right. So I promise. I promise the end of this podcast uh, 30 minutes ago, but that's how it goes when you finally get some time to record. So, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from Happy, uh, New from Year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And uh, I'm not going to speak for those guys. One of them might want you to have a bad New Year. All right, I'm just saying. But I don't hug. fucking know. I want your New Year's to be as good as you can possibly make it. I mean, I don't wish like the super awesome best because then if you're not having the best, then it's like, wow, he wished me the best and it didn't happen. So I wish for it to be as good as it can possibly be for your specific scenario. That's mean. <laughs> That's really mean. <laughs> well, no, I Live think, I think it's, kinda, life. it's it's built on a really bad assumption, which is if you wish somebody a happy new year for some reason, they're supposed to have one. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like they're gonna come back to original Nick, like Nick, I had a shitty year. <laughs> and it's just what like the fuck. Sorry, bro. I hope your next year is better. They're like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't wish that on me. Stop it. Break a leg. <laughs> don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Like what the fuck, man? It's just it's just good wishes. This is good vibes, all right? That's all it is. Um so listen, Macabre Masters <clears throat> Macabre Masters assumes no liability whatsoever for how your next year goes. We Or for uh, how this by year went for that matter. <laughs> exactly. Uh by listening to this podcast, you uh therefore release us from any liability whatsoever from your life situation and indemnify us forever and always on any situations that might have something to do with us, uh that has nothing absolutely one hundred percent nothing to do with us. We have no lawyers. I've never even talked to a lawyer, but uh <laughs> but uh I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they're waiting. They're gonna be chasing this ambulance soon enough, trust me. You know, um, but uh, yeah, 25 of uh, our listeners are like, guys, (laughs) one of them has um, to be a lawyer, right? Probably. Hopefully. If you're a listener, put it, put it with your five star review in the, in the comments. (laughs) We'll Um, hire you. 10 bucks. 10 bucks an episode. (laughs) 
you know, there's some people that I'd like to I'd like to get on the podcast, but they're not always uh, directly legal. Eagle is one of them. I want to see if mm. I can find a way to get legal. Eagle, yeah, yeah. One of the most famous YouTubers in the world on there. That's my love. favorite weed strain down oh. in the city. Did you out yourself? Well, legal or, Eagle? Did you out yourself or have you mentioned your name on the podcast before? <laughs> oh, guys, my name is Devin. Bleep nice it out. To meet you. <laughs> Listen, I, listen, Devin's Devin's Eddie wears eyeliner. My name is Devin, and I wear eyeliner. And I have known more females named Devin than males, but that's perfectly okay. I can live with. I have a feminine voice, a super high pitch. When I EQ it, I gotta actually put a little bass in it, <laughs> oh so it sounds God. a little bit, you know, so it can be a little bit more like boy, you know. Boy. Um, who cares? It's all the, <laughs> listen. If I can accept my voice the way it sounds, any of you out there in podcast line can accept yourself exactly the way you are. Okay. Hmm. Just, just you take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Okay. That's what you got to do. All right. Or you can take your weaknesses and turn it into a weekly podcast. Why not? Joe Rogan did it. He's an idiot. And he puts his idiocy everywhere every week. I'm just saying, if he can do it, you can Dude's a total fucking bonehead. Um, Anyway, so with that said, I was going to start last... talking about King James, but then I realized it was going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, King James is literally a bonehead because he's dead as a fucking doornail and rotting in the seventh level of hell. So, um, and that's awesome. I don't even believe in hell, but he's there <laughs> because that's the way the universe works. Is mentally, if we dream it, it's created. That's what Sandman taught me. Okay, I accept so, this. There's a hell with King James in it. Okay, fuck King James. Uh, all right, guys, for real this time. Yeah. For real. Happy New we're year. done. We're stopped. It's over. Have a good New Year. We'll see you later. Bye bye. See Peace you next out. year, guys. Fuck money. Uh, fuck bitches. Get money. <laughs> Disregard females. Acquire currency. <laughs> so I, I'm not kidding. By the way, I. I always interpreted that song, fuck bitches, get money. I always interpreted that as like disregard women, like like fuck bitches, like uh like yeah, yeah. like fuck going to the store cuz it's too cold outside. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that he was actually referring to coitus. Um <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, wait, it's little Wayne. Of course that's what he's talking about." <laughs> so yes, that's disregard fair. females acquire currency. Um <laughs> I felt that when Lil Wayne right. said pussy money we Thanks Weezy Gave me words to live by Weez I have sex, drugs, money, and murder stuck in my head now <laughs> It's like it's like you know it's Oh god I, next to next next to Weezy like you know like Mozart and Paul McCartney and Jesus Freddie Mercury, Christ. they ain't got shit on Wheezy. You're going to hell for that. I'm just fade out on this. Bohemian Rhapsody? Bohemian Rhapsody sounds like a preschool crayon oh poem next to Wheezy. I got ice in my veins, blood in my eyes, hate in my heart, love in my mind. Next to that shit? Like, fucking, nah, man. Drop the world next to that Bohemian Rhapsody. Sounds like something a 10-year-old wrote. Um, <laughs> uh, and there it is. The stupidest thing that I've said all year. And I've said a lot of really stupid things this year. <laughs> oh, my God. What a blessed day. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know what I should have said? I should have said next to Wheezy, Bohemian Rhapsody sounds like Joe Rogan oh wrote it and featured King James. Damn it. <laughs> Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Starting it off strong, well, ending it strong, I guess. <laughs> no, it's gonna fade out to all awesome. things I. <laughs> right, that's what it's gotta do. It's just gotta fade out. Just have a on the video. Just have a long black face. <laughs> very, just takes very. Year, you know, <laughs> if they start watching it at eleven o'clock on 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 December thirty first, like it won't be over, over, over until well into twenty twenty three. It's getting darker and darker and darker. Thanks for bringing in the new year with us.